Hi, everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That, Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in uh, reverse order. It's from the uh, last episode all the way back to the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back words uh, with uh, one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. Thanks, David. AJ? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. So this week, we're actually considering Season 2, Episode 8, entitled Collision. Just a general synopsis of the episode. Violence erupts when Anna Lucia and her group discover the other castaways. So I feel like this actually probably comes on the tail of the episode previous to this. Yeah, violence erupted. (laughs) Yeah, violence had done erupted already. I mean, I guess it was still mid-eruption or it was like an aftershock. (laughs) What is it called after the first volcano eruption when there's a second one? Don't is know. it just called another eruption? I think so. Or maybe it's kind of part of the same eruption? Yeah. There's, like, there's like the eruption, and then there's like the time when it's, there's just lava flowing out of the thing, but it's not like violent. Yeah. It feels or, more like that. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the same as like lava eruption, and then like, um, and then there's like multiple eruptions that happen like further, like there's more channels of lava that start poking out? I don't know. I don't know volcanoes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if there was one lost podcast that should know more about volcanoes, it'd be the one based in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Like we, <laughs> we, we. I think we, I think we purposely avoid volcano talk, <laughs> like on the island. We're just like we don't talk about volcanoes. Yeah, yet. it's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, it's like you never know if they're gonna come back. <laughs> I mean, we know they're not coming back, yeah. but you never know. You never know. That's why we don't talk about them here on the pod. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but. This episode was actually, its original air date found its way to television, November 23rd, 2005. And um, this episode precedes what we just saw on our last episode, What Kate Did. This is actually directed by Stephen Williams with writers Javier Grillo Morak and Leonard Dick. I'm not too familiar <laughs> with those writers on the show. Javier Grillo sounds familiar. They have some other stuff yeah. out there. I, I don't know. I, th- I took note of that because um, this isn't a. Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof episode. This mm. one, yeah, it's not one. Yeah. It's not them behind the writing. Mm. Yeah, um, this, this episode doesn't really have any mystery box stuff. It's just uh, drama. Yeah, straight drama, and that's that's all well and good too. Yeah. I, one thing I thought was interesting is I've heard some recent interviews with Damon Lindelof, who like at the time when he was writing this, they had gotten the pilot to air and all this stuff and then right after that the show got picked up but prior to that his father had just passed and i know we've talked about this on the pod already but like his father had just passed so like he's still working out a lot of that stuff so we see a lot of the father issues tonight is like a mother-daughter issue thing and um lindelof is on record saying that like he's had a great relationship with his mom so he doesn't write a lot of like heavy dramatic episodes that feature like a like a mother-daughter relationship it's usually like a fraught father-child relationship mm-hmm. from i don't know from what we've seen yeah. in the series so far I, f- I feel like there was tension there between Anna Lucia and her mother but i don't it, it didn't feel fraught in the same way that we've seen the uh, father-son relationships on the show yeah. Yeah. or uh kate's relationship with her actual father who is not her father for most of her life and then was yeah. yeah and then he exploded in a house yeah mm-hmm. that was that was his uh his last mistake <laughs> was erupting <laughs> uh, he sired a child yeah. and that child had burned him up i, I was trying to find something else <laughs> that goes with sired but 
Eh, it didn't work. <laughs> also, Burned he, him with fire? No. Yeah, there you go. There you hey. go. That rhymes. It's yeah, a, that's perfect. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going for. <laughs> yeah, I, I dropped it. I was like, it's right there. Like, it's fire, AJ. <laughs> it's the word that we used right before you yeah. started talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But Kate's dad, as we know, um, his his spirit has possessed uh, Sawyer as he's in his fever, fever dream. Coma, whatever. Um, so I'm assuming everything that Sawyer's doing while he is out of it with his uh, infection fever, it's actually Kate's uh, father slash stepfather. Oh my god, spirit. that would be yeah. incredibly interesting. So I think that time when he when he told um, Jack that he loves her, it was actually his the spirit of Kate's dad. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I would go down that rabbit yeah. hole. I want to see like what that show would have yeah. been. Because, like, in this episode, Kate gets him to swallow those antibiotics. So she has to cradle his head in her arms and whisper in his ear how he needs to take these pills to get better. And he listens to her because it's, uh, it's her because dead dad. Because possession? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this theory. <laughs> we, need, we need to read it this quick. We got the market corner. Yeah, I don't know here. how many more episodes we get of Sawyer and uh, Fever. Uh, I'm pretty Madness. sure that we're done with yeah, it. Probably. Oh man, since we're going backwards. <laughs> if if they went, if they had him into like some kind of fever dream scenario, like in later episodes, I would love for that to come back. And it's just more <laughs> Kate's dad. Uh-huh. When you say later episodes, do you mean ones that we watched later, or yeah. the ones that we've already watched? This this is a very confusing podcast. <laughs> time, time is uh, time's confusing. Yeah. The show makes it more confusing. Yeah. For sure. And the way that we're doing this uh, really doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) We we took this show, which is already... We've spoken on this. It's a confusing mess going forwards. And we're taking the trek backwards. Mm -hmm. I'd like to give kudos to us in this podcast. (laughs) Because... We're putting in the work. Yeah, we're like, doing we're, it. Yeah, we're finding we're finding all the fun stuff because we're not bogged down by some linear story t- storytelling <laughs> thing. We we have no uh, expectations about what happens next. Yeah. We only wonder what happened before <laughs> this because we're gonna watch that next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um. What? So you- uh, okay. on the record, by the way, uh, for Chad's un- unnamed uh, segment of the show. Where he has right. to guess what happens. <laughs> Anna Lucia shoots Shen. Oh, that's good. Oh. Uh, I said it last week, and I'm saying it again this week, <laughs> and I figure one of these has to be right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to have to look forward to that, because holy shit, this is a whole episode after what we saw in the next episode's beginning, sort of, right? Well, they talk about the murder, or <laughs> they bury yes. Shannon on the beach. Yes. Yeah. I gotta say, Naveen Andrews, homeboy, is killing it in this yeah. episode. Like, he portrays the, I don't know, the, the grief so well in the beginning of this episode, which is great, because, like, I mean, I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's actor technique or what, but, like, um, his eyes are, like, puffy and pinkish, and um, I guess you can probably do that in makeup, but, like, yeah, I don't know, I was, I was, I was digging it, and I was like, all right, yeah. this, is, this is a man in grief. And like that, that murderous intent that he had at the, at yeah. the top of the episode was dope. I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in for this. And we get like a muddy fight with, with Mr. Echo. Shit was off the chain. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. Thought it. I thought it was almost going to get tackled, but no tackle. <laughs> How did they end up on the ground? Oh, he was going after the gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no tackles, just yeah. dives. Yeah, because uh, you see Mr. Echo dive 
And you think he's going for the tackle, but he dies for the gun. Uh, okay. So I had to cross that out of my notes. I see. Yeah. I, I really like what they did with Echo in this mm. in this episode. Like, his whole thing was he's just like, I I just don't want more people to die, it felt like. Yeah. That dude was water this whole episode. He was just like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be still here for yeah. a good chunk of the episode. And it's effective. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, like, he communicates what's necessary, sort of, and I guess from his perspective. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I agree with you there. It feels like it's, it's all in an effort to prevent more bloodshed. And he kind of says as much when he tries to discern Jack's purpose for going out to meet with Anna Lucia. He's like, what do you want? Do you want peace? Do you want, do you want justice? Do you want revenge? Whatever. Like, so, you know, he's, he's pretty much confronting him with like, yo, what's your aim here? And of course, you know, like most of the losties or most of the way the show takes place is just, um, a lot of it is like they're moving these characters around and they're putting them in, in different character orbits. But like, um, some of their aims seem a little, like, it's not defined. Like, yeah, you're going to go out there and meet up with a person, like, but it's, it, there's no consideration for what happens after you meet up with this person who's yeah. murdered a group yeah. member. Yeah. And you're angry and you're grabbing guns. It's, yeah. The next step is, a lot of people can see that. Yeah. yeah. Echo can see it. And I think one of the reasons Echo is always listed as people's favorite, like him and Desmond, a lot of times. So, like, Echo, he's, he's got a strong sense of, like, what's right, and he just does it and doesn't let people get in his way generally. As long as you don't count, like, the stuff in Africa where he was chopping people's heads off. <laughs> but, like, true. on the island, like, he, he just decides, you know, I'm going to pick up Sawyer and I'm carrying him back to the camp. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That's all. Oh, man, I, I want to believe there is another dimension out there, another dimension of reality where um, the actor that plays Echo did not quit the show or mm. get written off the show and just wrote it off to the end. I want to know what that show yeah. would have been. Like, because... He's, I mean, every time he's on stage, he's he's charismatic. Like, I'm drawn to this character. And, like, I'm drawn to his story. I'm drawn to his affect, yeah. whatever he's got going. He's still got those two little things on his beard, <laughs> which I noticed immediately. I was like, hey, those are back. Yeah. We'll see those right up until we see him kill two men. And <laughs> the Rock? Yeah. You know, yeah, mm. like, it's great that he draws you in, even though, like, that's his whole thing. So he doesn't get drawn into people's drama. Mm. He just stays calm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a priestly thing, you think? Or is that a underground African criminal? Yeah, um, I feel like it, it's partly a priest thing and then also like this confidence you have of a man who knows that I have this stick I could just beat you all to death with. <laughs> yeah, that dude could totally beat everybody yeah. to death with that prayer stick. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's interesting. We get a scene maybe towards the beginning where we see Jack speaking with Rose and they're talking over the water watering hole or whatever. And she offers him fruit, which he eats. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, how many takes was that? Like, <laughs> did he have to eat a mango in every take? Because Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the thing where they had that spit bucket on the side. So after every take, he had to spit it out. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Because mango will fucking clean you out if you let it. <laughs> like, if you eat enough mango, it's... It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fiber. Yeah. She says it's, it's, it's good for the Constitution. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't know. Like, I've... Like, there's so much mango on this island, and I've had my fair share of it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was no. weird. There's, there's a mango tree in the uh, the Japanese cemetery across the street from our studio here. And I wonder if people eat those mangoes that are growing in the cemetery. Oh. And if it's that bad luck, I 
feel like that's bad luck. So that tree is getting nutrients from where? <laughs> from corpses. <laughs> oh is it getting from corpses Probably though? Not because anymore. like coffins are good. Yeah. Okay. And I figure whatever bodies are close to the roots are probably already... If there were any nutrients on that, they'd already be sucked up by now. This is a wild tangent. (laughs) Do you guys remember that movie where there was a woman who was part tree and part person? And it was a horror film. And uh, the whole thing was like she would pretend to be a babysitter. And she would babysit all these, you know, she would babysit for all these rich people and then take these babies to the tree and sacrifice it to the tree. And then that's how she lived, like how she could elongate her life where she could live everlastingly. That's a familiar sounding story, but I don't know what it it's is. It's a bizarre movie. I don't know what it's called. Maybe our, if our listeners remember, we can look out. But it, it's it's a fucking freaky movie. It, it, you, you're saying, we're talking about nutrients in that mango tree. Yeah. Maybe. Think of that immediately. Maybe that's where the, the, the mango tree is getting its nutrients it's from baby sacrifices. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so we get an on-island uh, flashback story of Anna Lucia and what she's going through. Mm. And this is a... I enjoyed this. This is like a... It's a tale of revenge. And it's a tale of... Uh, and it's more than that because we get more of an inner look into the mind of Anna Lucia, she is dreadfully alone, or she's she's very much on her own, for the most part. Like, uh, the beginning of the episode, they kind of set it up where she kind of broke up with her boyfriend, and then uh, she's... In the yeah, midst- she's in therapy, she's telling her therapist yeah. all this stuff. She's like in the midst of maybe losing her job yeah. and all this stuff, but she is an alone person, and they make sure to keep on that as a very important theme of the episode, because she kind of just, you know, she trots through that that lonely field throughout the episode flashbacks and on island story and uh the therapy i don't think it was something that she chose to do i think it was work mandated yeah yeah that's a thing i'm assuming right like if if you ever have to discharge your your weapon in 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 the field they they make you well they give you some time off but probably have you sit with the with a psychologist or a psychiatrist yeah there's probably a set number of sessions you have to do or something that is interesting yeah so then she gets she gets her her badge back and goes to see her mom, the captain, who wants to give her a desk job. But she convinces her to give her give her a, a get her back in a car, get her back on the streets, patrolling. You know? Yeah, yeah. And she imme- immediately loses her shit. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think the therapist gives her the the okay? Realistically, I think when cops have to go to that stuff, the the psychiatrist is kind of being encouraged by the police department to get them back out. Yeah, I, I could imagine that. Because you imagine, like, the time it takes to train an officer. They have to put them to the academy, yeah. and then they have to have a certain amount of hours before they can, you know, officially be on whatever. And then, like, yeah, so, like, all that training and time spent and money that uh, state or whatever location that the police operates out of, like, you know, that that's probably a thing that they might consider. Yeah. But that's a weird thing to consider. They're all like, oh, we spent all this time training you. You're not going to shoot again, are you? Huh? Yeah, all need, right. we need you back on the street because otherwise we've got to pay these other guys overtime to take up your, your shift. Yeah. So in this episode, they refer to it as an officer-involved shooting. Yes. But in the later Anna Lucia episode that we got to see where, uh, she, where she killed someone... Mm. Also in this episode, we see that same scene. Yeah, we see that same scene. So the thing is, the officer involved shooting before that, we don't know that it was 
her killing someone, right? It was her getting shot. That was her involvement. Yes. Yeah. As she tells it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. And I didn't even catch that until that, yeah. until she starts telling the story. Um, and also, yeah. too, another thing that pops up, and we don't get this other shoe drop until like the towards the end of the episode where she uh, admits to the guy she kills that she was pregnant yeah. at the time that he shot her. So, so she is... You know, I can imagine this is a very traumatic... Like, I thought it was like, okay, you get shot, that's a terrible trauma to live through. But then to get shot, then, you know, you lose a child as a pregnant person. So, if it feels like the episode was trying to communicate that she she had lost her, her, her pregnancy and was shot and she's dealing with this trauma. It makes her retreat into herself even more because she doesn't take any solace in any of the counsel of her mom or probably even the boyfriend. That's, you know, it, it ends up where she's just completely internalizing all this stuff and she's just trying to soldier on through it on her own by herself alone. And, and that's, that, that seems to be what, well, that seems to be what I got out of the episode. When she just, she's, terribly alone uh, that seems to be the current thing that keeps coming back yeah and then afterwards she takes she takes steps to like keep herself alone and keep people separate from her and in fact that's her solution to uh not going to back to the uh the survivor's camp is like just get me a bag full of stuff and more ammo and i was go live in the woods by myself mm-hmm. she, she thinks that's what she deserves yeah what, see now we're we're talking branches. What was what would that show look like? Like a <laughs> like a Survivor man, but with just Anna Lucia yeah. on her own. It's like that. Um, uh, like that. It's like Bear Grylls. <laughs> it's like Bear Grylls, where like um, uh, where he's just like out there doing whatever. I don't know. Bear Grylls is probably not the best example. Survivor yeah, man is probably yeah. the better. Well, either way. Yeah, I, I only think of Bear Grylls because, like, he, like, I know there's been some stuff in the past where, like, they're like, you did this behind a Walmart, like, in the desert yeah. or, or whatever. But there's that one episode, do you ever see that one where Bear Grylls gets, like, stung by, a, like, by a bunch of bees? Like, he's trying to smoke out bees so he can, mm. like, take their honey in one of these episodes. And while he's smoking out the bees, he gets stung, but he's very allergic to right. bees. Oh. So, and, like, he starts going into, like, almost anaphylactic shock, and his face just swells up Oof. like crazy. Where he's, like, asking the cameraman to remove a couple of the stingers. Right. And I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. I never <laughs> saw that one. I saw the one where he picked up uh, elephant poop oh. and then put it in, like, a shirt and, like, squeezed out the water from it so he what? could drink the water out of the elephant's poop. I've never seen that. <laughs> that is wild. I mean, his show is not as real, I guess, as the Survivor Man was, but it was more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he did have a lot of fun shows. Yeah. He started doing... There was an episode where, like, he started bringing on celebrities. Yeah, I saw, like, one or two episodes of that. Did you see the one where he did with, like, where he brought on Will Ferrell? No. There was one where Bear Grylls is with Will Ferrell, and the whole time, it's just it's just Bear Grylls demeaning Will Ferrell, telling him, <laughs> like, your pee isn't as clear as it should be. <laughs> Like, um, he, and he starts like kind of rubbing in his face. He's like, you know, I used to be a part of like the Queen's Guard, something like that. Right. But then like, it's funny because like he's talking to Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell is doing his Will Ferrell thing for most of the episode. And like towards the end, like Will Ferrell is just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was trying to hype a movie. This is not going to be great, but okay. Yeah. So I want to tweet us your favorite Bear Grylls moments with uh, <laughs> hashtag, uh, Thrillist, grillist? No, that's too much. Thrillist. Thrill grill. Thrill grill. (laughs) 
So hashtag thrill grill. Yeah. And your most thrilling bear grills moments that you love. <laughs> like a compilation or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me all of that. There's one where he like he drinks his own pee. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's more than one of those. <laughs> <laughs> if there's more than one, I'm going to lose my shit because <laughs> I'm going to have to watch all of that now. <laughs> It's just gonna be it's just gonna be that in my YouTube feed. There's gotta be yeah. if you can find that uh, that compilation of Bear Grylls drinking his own pee. Go ahead and tweet that to AJ. Tweet it straight to me. Tweet it to me multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going back real quick to when uh, uh, Jack and Rose were talking by the watering hole, and then a golf ball comes out of nowhere and just lands in the water because Kate's hitting golf balls straight into the camp and almost hitting people. No, I mean, she's not trying to hit them straight into the camp. Uh, he said that uh, she hooked it, right? Uh, or did he say she sliced it? I don't know the difference. Uh, one is left and one is right. Oh, was that it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. All right. I'm learning real shit yeah. about golf tonight. I'm yeah. digging this. There's a lot of golf talk in this episode. Bro, there <laughs> Yeah, there, I, there's like a whole golfing sequence. Yeah. yeah I in just this wrote, episode. I wrote down in my notes golf flirt. Yeah. Flirt golfing. Like that's pretty much what's happening. This golf is like, flirt is better. This is like fucking mini <laughs> this is like mini golf, mini putt golf date night yeah. whatever episode. And and this is I guess this is the service some of the fans that are really into the romantic aspects yeah. of the show but their flirting was weird when they're on the beach and she's he's like oh you know what golf is golf is accuracy and she's like oh we should go golf and see who's more accurate <laughs> yeah. like, what is what is the entendre here yeah what is the entendre he's like, play a few holes <laughs> <laughs> if you can hit the hole accurately like all right i i I don't know. Was was there was there Give no you sh- a few tips about your stroke? <laughs> <laughs> was there no there was, was there no like? Was I wonder there if no, all like, of the good ones got cut out. Well, there, was there was there no like facial like focusing on? Jack, um, could you show me your long game? <laughs> like Hurley and Charlie are there for the whole ride. Yeah. Like they got front row tickets to the flirt show this episode. Like I <laughs> I can't believe for the life of me. Like the writers didn't make them roll their eyes. Oh, well, I guess they're not going to make them roll their eyes. But then, I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to give them close-ups in that, <laughs> in that scene. But we need to get some ooh. Also, you, you can make your body language real clear that you're rolling your yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of close-ups, they give Saeed's character... They give, uh, yeah, they give the Saeed character like a like close-up while he's explaining that he was an Iraqi torturer. Which is the only like push in that I've seen yeah. this episode, but it just seemed odd. I don't know. It was an interesting choice for them to like. Why he's talking? He's the only one. Like they push up into his story, and then they cut back to Analysia, and it's just her describing what her life was like yeah. as a cop. That was his big moment in this episode. Eh? Yeah, hmm. that, I feel like that's what they were trying to. They were trying to big up him for for the ep. So yeah, good job, guys. Yeah. Well, so we see Michael like acting like a person in this episode. I we, know. We've never really gotten to see Michael as like. Treated like a person. He's always like a crazy guy going after his son or whatever. My son! (laughs) Just screaming about his son or trying to kill himself on the boat. He needs me! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like... Like he's got stuff to do in the episode, yeah. but like you know, he's he's like getting hugs. He's hugging Vincent. Like shits. Yeah. Like I mean, that's I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> it is a father's right to hug the dog first. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> I don't actually remember if any of those things are what he yelled, but that's how it goes in my head. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah. most of his dialogue for the rest of the series. Yeah. Like after after they run into Analysia in the jungle, that's all we get. Like yeah. we just get we get a father, a frantic father, Michael. Yeah, I kind of feel like at this point in the show, uh with this and like the next like five or six episodes, yeah. uh we're we're still seeing a lot of like dynamic characters mm. and characters that are like changing and building towards something. Right. Uh growing and uh maturing or not maturing as case may be. I feel like after that uh the fire the fire talk mm. where uh Sawyer is basically just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the shit. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I got these guns. Yeah. Like, basically, I kind of feel like after that, there's a long stretch in the show where, like, people actively lose character. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Like, it, because so much more focus goes on to the others and Ben and the, mm-hmm. the, the mystical stuff about the island and the Dharma Initiative and everything, and much less about the characters. Yeah. yeah. We, we we still have that flashback format that they're doing after all that after after the whole fire night scene, but like yeah, it feels like it's a little bit more plot centered. Yeah, yeah it feels like a different show to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, it was a yeah, yeah it, was, it was interesting. It did become different after that, and then you start introducing Henry Gale, and then it's all off to the races after that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what the this next this new show that we're watching is <laughs> i know there's like golf flirting and michael's a human being things yeah. things are changing there's a there's a there's a dead person here um one that we've seen in the flash sideways shannon what's your take on shannon jen mm. from what we see in, <laughs> we haven't seen much of her she's <laughs> all just right dead. so in the flash sideways what i saw is uh she uh talks to saeed and holds his hand, I believe. That sounds right. And I think that's about it. And all that I've seen of her in the regular reality is her dead body. Yeah. We also saw like one flashback to the on the airport right before the flight. Oh yeah. Which probably says something mean to somebody. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, for all I know, she she is a wonderful angel. <laughs> <of the human> <laughs> <being>. <laughs> We're going to be finding out way more about her after she comes back. Well, I'm assuming after she goes yeah, back. Yeah, for the, probably the rest of the series. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're still like in season two. And she sticks around for all of season yeah. one. Can you show me your three wood? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep on thinking about those yeah. for the rest of the show, honestly. Well, I, I can't believe that the writers didn't think of them. They must have gotten cut out. They must have. There was probably like a whole whiteboard <laughs> in the writer's room just full of golf double entendres. Yeah. yeah. You're all just like, well, ABC wants us to thicken up the romantic story, so we're going to have to get, we're going to have to lose yeah. some of those golf jokes. And then like the writers are just like, fuck! Fuck! Yeah. Can, all right. Can we keep the one where uh, Jack asks if uh, she wants to play with his balls? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't keep that. Yeah, that's why they were so happy in a few episodes when they get to have the joke where Sawyer talks about Hurley dropping loads. <laughs> I think that was the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Fine, we'll get rid of all the golf sex puns. Yeah. But you gotta give us some ski, ski, ski. That's amazing. Uh, we we get back to the, the flashback story. We're learning a lot more about Anna Lucia. And she's a part of this crazy-ass revenge cop story off-island. 
she is called into a room with her mother and what looks like a few other people operating in like some official capacity and this just her mom saying like hey here's the guy that shot you with hollow point bullets in your bulletproof vest <laughs> that she survived from and then she's like is this him and she's like nope and then uh we find out later and we've come to learn this in a previous Lucia episode that we saw i think that was the one with, with Lucia and jack's dad where she takes revenge and kills this guy she lets him go free so that she can kill him on her own and um and in this episode we Get, we don't get a lot of time with Ana Lucia alongside her mother, but like, um, but I felt like the mom was a strong presence in the episode, and I thought she was executed really well, like as a as a small part of the episode yeah. where she's almost like playing the Jiminy Cricket conscience of like, yo, so let's 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 step back and get back into whatever. But what is that life? I wonder. I'm assuming if I I don't know if they covered this in the subsequent episode and Lysia but like is it that her mom was just like a crazy workaholic cop is that why she turned out like so lonely dejected like was she a yeah, latchkey kid or something yeah that would make sense I don't think they get into it but that makes sense and she wants her mom's approval so she becomes a cop ah yeah, yeah that makes sense it's, it's 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 the same story as Jack and his dad except uh except with cops yeah, yeah. With cops so it's cops and doctors. They should just do that for all the characters on island. Like cops if, and docs. Docs and cops. <laughs> Coming to NBC this fall. Cops and docs. Cops and docs. Cops and docs. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did like I did like what the uh, actress that was, that was playing the mother was doing in this episode. Where she's... Yeah, she's just kind of doing a whole kind of mom, kind of cop thing, and she says she's doing both when when she's asked by Anna Lucia, like, "Oh, are you saying this as my captain?" I I thought that would I I would think that would be like a conflict of interest. Like, can you have a family member working in the same precinct, let alone working under you? Like, doesn't that just leave room for nepotism and all that stuff? Yeah, because I mean, there she brings that up of like. You know, I can't put you back on the street right now because then everyone's going to know that I'm just doing it because you're my daughter. So you want to be treated like like everyone else. Yeah. And that's the expectation. Yeah. Which is odd. Yeah. Is there any of that stuff that comes up? That does come up in the, the Jack and um, Christian relationship, right? Where it's just like, you don't want me to treat you like... Uh, you know, I give you special treatment as one of the doctors here, or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, one a couple of the episodes where Jack's slipping, because generally we see Jack in those flashbacks as being like the hotshot mm. doctor, and his dad's the drunk who can't do it. I see. Yeah. yeah and then their their conversation gets interrupted by the the detective who comes in to say, tell Anna. Lucia, there's somebody in the bullpen waiting for her, and that's his his whole role in this episode is to keep interrupting her conversations to tell her something's going on in another room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Oh, uh, yeah, that that guy had a. You're right, he had a fun role. Yeah, and I do feel like uh, the mom's reaction to that was a very mom thing to do. <laughs> that was to tell her that they got her a cake. Mm-hmm. And to act surprised, but well, she could have just said nothing, and then she would have just been surprised by the cake in seven seconds. She probably would have shot the cake. Yeah, yeah that 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 is a possibility <laughs> based on what we see of yeah. Lucia's mindset. Uh, she might have been surprised and drew. That's yeah, true. like right here in the police station, not on my watch. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. 
She sees a fire and then says the word fire, and that reminds her to fire her gun. <laughs> this lady is is on the edge. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, um, and then, you know, what's interesting, I didn't even think about this until now. They go and they make that, that, uh, that domestic disturbance call, and there's a, a woman who's fighting with her boyfriend. He has a TV in her hand. She's holding a baby. And um, I, I didn't put it together until after the episode was done because she said that she was pregnant and she stares directly at that baby. Oh, yeah. And then that's when she draws her weapon and she's just like, yeah. get on the ground. And he like, drops that old <laughs> CRT yeah. TV on the ground. Yeah, heavy. <laughs> that shit was crazy heavy. Yeah, and uh, it was the baby crying that uh, I think you could, they spelled it out. Mm. That's what triggered it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, until you mentioned it, I, I didn't put two and two together yeah. that uh, the baby triggered her and, you know, it's because she was pregnant yeah. when she was shot. That that trauma is strong. I mean, and I f- it feels like only she knows that she was pregnant. Like, nobody else mentions it. Not the therapist, not her own mom. Mm-hmm. So this is- maybe, maybe the guy that left knew she was. Yeah, oh, ah, okay. Oh, that would that would set up a great episode where I mean, you can get like you can squeeze some drama out of that. Yeah, yeah. We never see him. We never see that cake. Yeah, they call him Danny. And yeah. There's also a Danny on Island who's part of oh. the others, but I don't think that's yeah, one Danny the the big guy that beats up Sawyer all the time. Right. No one that gets his head smashed into a, a fish delivering machine in yeah. a polar bear, bear cage or whatever. Yeah. There's, yeah. Because they never talk about how he got to the island, but it could have been because his girlfriend got shot and lost their baby, and he oh. was so distraught. He and joined he... the Dharma Initiative and <laughs> found true love. Holy shit. And then his wife was murdered by his son. Oh, shit. That's right. And great. then I think he got run over by a truck. What happened to him? I don't know. I think he gets shot. That's oh, not... yeah, he does get run over by a truck. You're right. Yeah, Hurley runs him over with the, with with the, the van. With the van, yeah. Holy shit. And this is the life and times of yeah. one Danny... From lost yeah, and this is always just because jason shot anna lucia in la <laughs> yeah it's all connected yeah it's it's interesting that they yeah that they um yeah he's he's just jason right for like for that episode yeah, i wonder if there's any if there's any tie into that or if he's just you know part of whatever their whatever plot they're setting up yeah but. was there a jason in the bible who deserved um, to die not that i'm aware no. of but but yeah i don't know Maybe. He's <laughs> like, Jason, son of Seth, son of Zebedee, son of Moses. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess there was a Jason. Yeah, that, all that stuff, it, it, I think it would, it would, I kind of wonder what kind of take we would get if we, if we had maybe a female perspective. This is a little late for the mm. podcast, but I'm, I'm kind of wondering what kind of take they would have on Anna Lucia's story for this episode. Cause, cause yeah, this is like a. Like on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, because this is like mom. This is like mom stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We, we know a couple of moms. It, anyway, it, it it's mom stuff, but uh, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know like the history of the show or anything, but the additional I was pregnant. It kind of strikes me as the kind of thing where uh, male writers throw it in for additional drama because it's something that you can see was a thing without actually having to show anything Mm -hmm. uh, to build it. Right. And also it uh, reinforces 
the stereotypical role of women where it's just like yeah you're like that that's what you're there to do okay. it's the same sort of uh, reason why i know a lot of uh, women were upset with uh age of ultron when uh uh, Hulk, uh, when Banner is like, oh, we can't be together because I'm a monster. And Black Widow's like, I can't have kids, so I'm also a monster. <laughs> oh, like, I don't remember well, this. N- n- no, I think it's all the murder that makes you a monster, <laughs> if anything. Well, she can't have more kids to replace those people in the, the population. Yeah, yeah she's, not, she's not having kids to balance the red no. ledger. Uh, <laughs> I see. Go watch Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. looks like it's going to be a fun movie. I kind of want to check it out. And we're looking at this, and you're right. Like, this is, doesn't seem that long ago, but this was like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a different ethos, I guess, in television writing. No, and, dudes still write like that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, we're just talking about, like, about Black Widow. So, yeah, yeah I could see that being a thing. And we do have our two writers in this episode, um, Mariak and Dick. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It does feel kind of it. It did feel kind of thrown in at the end as a way of like, hey, this is why you should feel even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they laid a little track for it with her reaction to the domestic yeah. thing, but but still, yeah, it does feel a little tacked on there at the end. But, um, well, interesting nonetheless. I I didn't know until this episode that Anna Lucia was pregnant, but that because yeah, it is not ever come up ever again yeah it doesn't come up on either or mm-hmm. anything i feel like they they probably would have explored it if, if she yeah, hadn't probably. died but you know yeah if she had stayed alive she and jack probably would have ended up doing it and then she would have gotten pregnant on the island and that would have been a whole thing it, from our from how we're watching it is there a preset thing that's that that has already been shown to the audience regarding jack and Anna lucia because they make it like they know each other. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't it, know that. There, there's a very significant look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he says out loud when because uh, Echo Wait, says Anna who? Lucia made a mistake. What did you say? Anna yeah. Lucia. Yeah, yeah. Anna Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't imagine there's a whole bunch of people running around. So that was there. that was the mystery box moment of this episode. Uh, How does Jack know Anna Lucia? I see. Yeah, are you asking me that? Yes, I expect you to know the answer because we have seen it. Well, I, I just figured this is another Chad has to make a prediction about <laughs> stuff that he hasn't seen yet. Uh, I want to say that we have. I think that Jack knows Anna Lucia from when he was trying to escape from the others. Oh. And uh, he ran into Anna Lucia and possibly another tail person mm. but it might have just been Anna Lucia by themselves and they had their own little side adventure kind of thing yeah or they had a side adventure where uh, like Jack saw her do some questionable stuff mm. but he let it go and maybe they boned right <laughs> yeah I feel like there's something that we've already seen where like there's a scene later on where Jack and, and Sawyer are walking through the jungle and um he says that he got caught up in a net with Kate, yeah. and Sawyer's all like, "I had sex with Anna Lucia or something like that." But um, I think he specifically says he screwed her. <laughs> that was the terminology he used. Yeah, and then, like Jack goes, "Why are you telling me this?" And like <laughs> now I'm putting it together, you know, reaching forward and like, okay, mm-hmm. there's like an established thing. So it's like, 
we just keep on having Sawyer's like uh, confidence man and, and 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 charisma his way through. Again, listeners, that was your phone. Same like last episode. <laughs> yeah. I wish you guys would get on it. Yeah, silence your phone while you're listening to our podcast. You guys. Act like you've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a shirt, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, we have so much good stuff in our yeah. t-shirt shop. <laughs> <laughs> Teespring.com slash let's make a store for what's up with that bro podcast. That's a long link. Yeah. Almost as long as our email. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So easy to spell. So easy to put into a subject line once you've <laughs> done it once. <laughs> so one more prediction, Chad. Saeed, he, he talks about how he's tortured all these people and stuff. He said about 40 days ago, he tied a man to a tree and tortured him. Who was that man and why was he torturing him? It was... I I think that uh, it's someone who already died, mm. and Saeed was torturing him because Saeed thought that he had attacked or killed mm. one of the people in the camp. Right. But it was actually the smoke monster what did it. Ah. And after Saeed got done torturing the guy, and he realized that the man was innocent, the smoke monster came and got the guy. Ah. Oh. That's a fun. That's a fun. Yeah, I want to see that's that second episode. Through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, doesn't that sound like a lost episode? Yeah, that does sound like one. You're starting to get the hang of the show. <laughs> <laughs> or the show's finally starting to get the hang of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is time to start wrapping up. We got anything else we want to hit? Uh, did we want to talk about uh, the parallels between uh, Saeed and? Uh, and Lucia, oh, yeah. both feeling uh, dead inside. That was great. Or, like that. or did you guys already talk about it while I was sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually we wrote a whole dissertation on it. We're sending it off um, in an article form. No, um, yeah, we could talk about it because we, we haven't brought that up yet. And that's, I thought that was great. Like, I liked yeah. seeing that, that um, he ultimately decides not to kill her. And he gives her that line that they're both already dead. Yeah, all the things that you already mm-hmm. mentioned. Like I, I, that was that was nice symmetry. I dig that, and I feel like within those moments, because they kind of just threw out some of their shit, then you know, then I think the bloodlust kind of let down for for Saeed maybe. Yeah, I think that like connecting with her emotionally mm-hmm. like that, uh, it actually like he he was like, uh, I don't want to kill you anymore. I'm gonna hate you forever, but yeah, I don't want to kill you. Yeah. What is the interaction between these two characters after this? I don't think we really see any. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember seeing any. Um, well, not, not too many. Between I believe two. that they... I, th- I want to say that they deliberately avoided each other. Mm. Like, there might have been a thing that I vaguely remember where uh, when one of them saw the other was doing something, they left. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, here's here's an interesting idea too, um, or maybe even something that's worth worth thinking about uh, for this. And when we get to the end of the series, and they're gathering everybody to uh, to go off into that super soul cluster and that church, there's a moment where I think it's Hurley that's driving, and, and I think maybe Desmond's in the car too, and they get pulled over by a, mm. a sideways Analysia, 
but she's not in the church. And Hurley even says like, no, she she's not coming with right. us or whatever. So it's it's almost a little tragic when you think about Anna Lucia's story because from the moment, well, from what where we're at, from how we meet her, she's always been alone. She suffers this terrible trauma and is still alone. And for one reason or another, cannot move past that trauma and even into the afterlife she's alone or she's just by herself if that's even her yeah. i'm assuming it is but she doesn't move on with the group so she's still a, a lone wolf yeah well it's definitely her because everyone in the in the flash sideways is an actual person yeah but um minus think, uh jackson no he's, not real. Yeah, he's real just as real <laughs> as everyone else <laughs> but yeah um she dies without getting any redemption like everyone else does so she has to kind of find that herself in uh, the afterlife which i guess is not part of that story that we see yeah oh. like for all we know what's going on in the afterlife is uh you know she's raising her own child yeah Ooh, and, i love that I love you know she's that. able to spend time with the kid and uh teach the kid like you know uh murdering people that wrong you is bad <laughs> yeah that would have been amazing like if we just seen her get back into her patrol car after like the hurley scene and the right. flash sideways and she just drives home and like or drives to like a soccer park and is picking up like a kid yeah oh i would love to have seen that and she's just living her base, uh, her best life with her fake kid. Yeah. All these people are having fake kids in this reality. <laughs> well, no, that would have been the, the ghost of her, her little baby that died in her. Ooh. Her <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm on board. I'm just on board for the, Just that. like David. Yeah. <laughs> fake ghost. <laughs> that you're talking about me. No. No, was, wasn't uh, Jack's fake son it, uh, yes. named David? Yeah. This is like a two-year podcast to get us to, for you to know that you're in the, um, you're in the, um, you're in the sixth the sense. Verse. You're in the sideways reality now, David. <laughs> I hope you're learning something. You're in the great sideways. Oh. I know it's not me, because, uh. I never saw anyone sleeping in the sideways reality. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lie. I'm pretty sure that there was a bunch of people that slept. Yeah, people sleep all the time. Okay. Well, I guess we can start wrapping oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Did uh, we see Echo in the sideways reality? No, not at all. No, yeah, not at all. Uh, I think he went straight to Christian heaven since he was so <laughs> into that. Yeah, he got killed by, this, by Smokey. Uh, who else gets killed by Smokey that we see in the sideways reality? Like, if we know off the top of our heads. I do not know off the top of my head. Um, and I feel like I should oh. not be the one who's uh, wikiing smoke monster victims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many people we actually see the smoke monster kill after this that aren't just like henchmen. Yeah. Oh, um. And others, like random others. Yeah, they're all extras. No, Kimi doesn't. He survives that because he attacks Saeed later on and Saeed Disco kicks his head off or whatever. Oh, right. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too was Kimi, but it's not. Okay. Cool. So, Sai Easter Egg Corner. The office for uh, Anosia's mom, the captain's office, is room number 315. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the domestic disturbance in the, in the alley with the TV. That happens on Smith Street in Chinatown. Oh, word. Yeah. Which they got to uh, three blocks away from turning on... Yeah, off of like Pequoy or what? No, they were driving on King Street. Oh. Yeah. This is the Save by the Movie all over again. Like, they turned down, like, fucking onto New Wano end up somewhere in, like, in Kaneohe. Yeah. Yeah, it's around Pequoy. 
think so. Somewhere around there, over by McKinley High School. I they think passed somewhere? McKinley yeah. High School. I w- actually, it might have been uh, Keiomoku already that they were uh, turning. Because yeah. I feel like I saw them go past where uh, Planned Parenthood used to be. Yeah, I think they went past that. But then ended up in Chinatown very quickly. Yep. Because three blocks. Yeah. <laughs> there were only three blocks away. Yeah. Those are those are L.A. blocks, which are much larger. Um, and then when Anna Lucia is following that that guy Jason. Oh, the, do you know what bar it was? Yeah, I think it was Kim's place. Was the name of it? What? Oh wow! Oh, the one that was underneath um, Loading Zone. Yeah, yeah, it's the Livestock Tavern now. Okay. It went from being like a little dive bar to a fancy hipster meat place. Yeah, I've, I've never I never went in there when it was Kim's place. Yeah. I remember Kim's place and loading, so I don't think I've. Yeah, I don't remember going inside, but I remember of them. Yeah, it's been a long time. I just remember uh, loading zone was in between next door and uh, yeah. Kim's place, and I'm just like, this is everything here named as vaguely <laughs> as possible? Yeah. Well, I think it's very specific. Next door is next door to something. Mm-hmm. Kim's <laughs> place Kim's is place. Kim's place, and the loading zone is an actual loading zone. <laughs> That's great. It's right on the nose, all that stuff. But yeah. And uh, 42 Hotel was uh, oh, on yeah. 42 Hotel Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Judy Chamness is in this episode. Oh, word. I got confused because there's like another, I think it might be that same woman who keeps confusing me, but this time she was wearing like a baseball shirt, like like you're wearing, AJ. Oh. One of those like baseball type shirts. Oh, okay. Judy Jamness. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Judy <laughs> Jamness is in this episode too. Oh, it'd be great if she just had a very thin, long, <laughs> waxed mustache. Like, okay, now we can tell. Or like the cut-out uh, Abed beard. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Abed goatee. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's it for... Uh, yeah, because we couldn't it. figure out uh, what building the police station was. We all yeah. thought that the parking lot connected to the building looked familiar, but didn't know from what not sure yeah. yeah it looked very familiar i feel like i i recognized it the first time i saw this episode but i can't remember what it was cause it's been so long i feel like whatever it was is different now yeah yeah does that still take you guys out of it when you see see local landmarks that you guys recognize in the show not particularly yeah, yeah me neither like they do enough to change enough of it I'm like, yeah right. but it's still it feels still so it still feels believable now it's just fun it's fun to see the bus in the background yeah, yeah. it's not like uh if it was a really bad show, like in humans, mm. where you're just like, yes, I know exactly where that is, because that is what I'm paying attention more to than the plot. Uh. And in humans was a really bad show, you guys. <laughs> I tried watching the first episode. I, I watched it. all of them because <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> no, I watched all of them because I want to support the Hawaii film industry, yeah. film and television. Wait, and this... had Ken Ken Lung from oh, Lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, there's yeah, that's it's tough when like uh, you're in like a show's a show is like it's got all this great shit going for it, and you're like, all right, this is it's not my cup of tea, but okay. Yeah, it was Noah's cup of tea. It was it was a bad <laughs> cup of tea. It was like someone said, like here is a cup of tea, and it was just like, uh, no, this is dog urine. <laughs> <laughs> I know dog urine when I when I when I taste it and swish it around my mouth and swallow it. Huh. And then you then, do, and you're like, yeah, this is definitely dog urine. And then you just keep drinking the tea. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, I don't like this. <laughs> you're just drinking a tea, but you're very upset about yeah, it. That, I think that was Chad's experience watching in humans. <laughs> <laughs> you got to the bottom of that cup, and you're like, ugh, 
No. What awful dog you're in this was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was Ken Long in that? Uh, he was... Oh, jeez. What, what is his name? He wasn't a creepy guy that was talking to the dead. No, he, uh, he was the dude that knows the weaknesses of everything. Oh. Yeah, he's uh, like an advisor to the king of the Inhumans or whatever it's called. Interesting. Not okay. Gorgon, not Triton, not Medusa, not Black Bolt. Was that Gorgon? No, Gorgon is uh, the one that had the hoof feet that stopped. Oh, okay. I just remember that name being said. Yeah. But Gorgon, Triton, Medusa, Black Bolt, uh, those are all characters that were on the show. And uh, I don't remember. It'll yeah. come to me later. Yeah. So let's just tweet us. Uh your favorite Ken Long roles, and if one of them is the one from Inhumans, that would be great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what have you guys been getting lost in? You know what? This is this is going to be a first, I guess, on the pod. I'm going to double down on uh, Watchmen. <laughs> <is not> the <laughs> first. I'm so like I'm I'm I don't know. Like you guys, you guys know me well enough. Where I, I just like I like it'll it'll be Stephen King for a season, and now it's it's I'm back on Lindelof's team for a yeah. season, uh, so. I'm still I'm still watching The Lost Men. I mean, The Lost Men. Holy <laughs> shit. I think, did we just come up with a show? Yeah. The Watchmen. And, uh, or just Watchmen. Who's so. losting The Lost Men? <laughs> Who's losting The Watch Loss? <laughs> Things, it, it'll, well, it'll be organic. Yeah. We'll, we'll come around and we'll find out what's going on. But yeah, it's great. I'm loving it. Um, the series is almost done on HBO. And I think um, I think they're, they're getting like, Last I read somewhere, they're getting like 7 million viewers per episode. Like, they're climbing up like a lot. And this is, it's like becoming this thing. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's good. We'll see how, how it ends. But, um, however it goes, I'm still on board because, you know, based on this podcast and some of the other stuff that, that Lindelof has done, I'm a big fan of his work. So, want to finish that. that up. Chet? I uh, I picked up Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition yeah. during uh, Xbox's uh, Black Friday sale. Uh, I managed to pick that up uh, several days before Black Friday. Nice. Almost a full week, actually. And uh, I've been playing that with uh, what little spare time that I have. Mm. I believe that uh, currently I am level 19. I haven't done a whole ton of the main story arc. Like, I just found out what happened to my kid, and uh, I am, like, one day, eight hours in. So, 32 hours in. This game's take a long time to get through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, you can just go through Hmm. only story stuff, but the whole point of Bethesda games is to do all the side quests. Yeah. Yeah. You have an open world that's full of side quests. Oh, my God. I played Fallout 4... It was so much fun, and I don't think I, I did like a very minimal part of the story. But I think I was just like sandboxing and building like forts and stuff. But mm-hmm. and that was that was that was fun for me. But I was like, holy shit! But yeah, I forgot there was a whole like co- <laughs> like a whole coherent story to be followed because I was just doing all the other stuff. Yeah. Reminds me when I was playing Skyrim, and I would had a time when I would just walk from like city to city and just collect flowers and ingredients for potions and that's all i was doing and then i, I did that for like days and i was like, you know what? i don't i don't know what i'm doing what am i doing <laughs> i, I forgot play- what the story yeah. of this game is. i can't play yeah. open world games anymore yeah is- 
You give me it's a ridiculous. sandbox game, I'll like just fucking like start OCDing out on one thing. Like I'll just be a fisher for a while. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I caught seven different kinds of fish today. And I'm like, yeah, and then I, I fall into the same thing. Like, and, like after a few days, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, and in, in Fallout and uh, Skyrim and all those Bethesda yeah. games, I just get super obsessed with crafting better weapons <laughs> and armor until um, at the point where it's just like, yeah. I can kill anything, and then I go and wander into an area that I shouldn't be in, right. and get killed the no. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess I'm not as tough as yeah. I thought I was, so then I start grinding so that I can build better <laughs> weapons and armor. It's an endless cycle. Yeah. yeah. So they get you. Oh, man. But yeah, Fallout 4, uh, Game of the Year edition, if you have the chance to get it, it's probably no longer under $20 yeah. as a digital download, but... Mm. Uh, it'll definitely come down that way again. The game's yeah. like four years old, and don't play Fallout seventy six. Is that ter- is that is has that been getting? I don't I don't want to say that it's terrible, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've been hearing. And, and, and it's like they fixed a lot of the things that was terrible about it to upgraded it to merely bad, and then uh, they decided like, hey, you know what we should do. We should ask people to pay for this. Oh, my God. And uh, they decided that, like, oh, in case you don't like uh, griefers, uh, you can play by yourself if you pay us and you get a private server. Otherwise, you have to play with all these other people, and there's nothing to stop them from bothering you. Define a griefer real quick. Uh, Someone that, like, just does stuff to annoy you. Like, one of the most recent griefing things that I read about in Fallout 4 if you don't have your PvP flag up, people can't uh, PvP you. So they mm. can't just randomly kill you by like shooting you with guns or hitting you with whatever melee weapons that they have. Right. But if they fire a nuclear weapon, uh, the radioactivity that uh, infects like the ground in the immediate area mm. will still kill you. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I, I remember playing Monster Hunter and some of that stuff would happen. So like... Monster Hunter, you kill the monster and then you harvest its body for mm-hmm. whatever weapons you're going to build, so horns and all that. There is a lot of that stuff going on. Or, like, um, as soon as you kill the monster, that's when you can collect whatever bounty or whatever. But there is a bunch of people. I remember seeing a few clips. This hasn't happened to me personally, but there's a bunch of people gathered around the monster body mm. and they just keep attacking you so that you cannot collect their stuff. And then there's yeah. a time limit after the monster dies mm. where you can cut off your horns and, and get your hide and all that. Okay. And you just the time runs out and you have like no way to get all your that stuff. Sucks. Yeah. Is Monster Hunter something you have to play online? Yeah. So I don't think there's a I don't think that there's a a non online version. Yeah, I think yeah, I think pretty I'm pretty sure it's it's all online. That's why I don't play games online. Yeah, right. people are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I only believe in the worst in people. <laughs> what yeah, that is such a strange phenomenon yeah. where people are like, I can be the best I can be the worst, Dick. Yeah. So I may as well be the worst. No one can stop me. <laughs> what are you going to do? Stop me from griefing? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> that's a very strange thing. Yeah. So I've been getting lost in, uh, oh, the uh, the Action Boys podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's uh, John Gabris. I and, love that guy. Yeah. Like, he's hilarious. Him and Ryan Stanger and Aaron Rodgers, I think. They're, uh, it's, it's behind a Patreon paywall for five bucks a month, but it. Like Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback? No, it's not. So maybe it's not. Definitely the last name is Rodgers. And they always call him Rodgers. Uh, I think I'm just thinking of Aaron Rodgers. His name is Elon Rodgers. Yeah, Elon Rodgers. <laughs> Shit, what's his name? I don't know. A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. 
I see. Yeah, it's five bucks a month. They watch all the old uh, '80s and '90s action movies and talk about them for longer than this. the movies are. It's it's a lot of fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and it, get, and it gets me to watch rewatch some of those movies. Like I just watched. Uh, I mean, my watch my my wife watch um, Total Recall with me last week. Oh, nice! So that I could listen to the episode. Is that the first time she's seen it? Yeah, and it's the first time I've seen it all at once. Oh. Uh, what do you remember? Like, do you remember just seeing it in bits and pieces as a kid? Yeah, bits and pieces. Yeah. And not really getting it, understanding what was happening. And just kind of picking up through osmosis what happens in the movie. There, as a kid, as a child, there was a, 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 a movie drive-in that was in Pearl City on the island. And um, I remember one of my aunts had, like, an apartment that was, like, right, like, that faced the, the, the movie screen at, for this drive-in. Right. And I remember being... Like at her house, and I was just staring out the window, looking at this because you can't hear anything, you know, driving style. So right. I'm watching, I'm watching the screen, and it's Total Recall, and then three titties show up, yeah. and they're like a million feet tall because it's a <laughs> drive-in movie, and I'm watching it from my aunt's house, going like, "Is that what it looks like?" As a, like I was like maybe nine or <laughs> seven, I forget how old I was. So I thought for a very small part of time that all women had three titties, and <laughs> that was my life as a child. And then I had to like. And then it, it just, I never recovered because I'm like, oh, two is good, I guess. I thought, I thought you guys all rolled three yeah. deep. Yeah, cause I, I never got to see the three titties as that child. So I've, <laughs> I've always, always heard about it and I never understood why people think that that's like, that's hot. Karnak. Karnak. Yep. Oh. Oh, Ken Lung. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What Bro-Pod? What Bro-Pod? All those things. Yeah. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. Why not? Yeah, we'll read it. Yeah. It's just going to be like a bunch of like the worst, <laughs> the most like the most evilest emails. Okay. <laughs> but we'll read it. Yeah. You send it. We will read I it. I might just start once a week reading whatever spam email we get until... Dramatic yep. spam readings. Yeah. That so should be a segment. Yeah, it's just us talking about Norton antivirus for a good chunk of time. I mean, a lot of misspelled uh, ways of saying you need dick pills. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, uh, on our way out, Chad, what's your prediction for next week's episode? Yep. Which is going to be uh, season two, episode seven. Entitled. Shanna Get Shot. Ooh, nice! Oh, well, what's it called? Our title is in, is called "The Other Forty Eight Days." Mm. Oh, so we're gonna find out what happened to all the people on the tail. Oh, oh, okay. I'm looking forward to that because they're gonna sum. Because we had a season and some change with mm-hmm. our guys, so we're gonna be summing up forty eight days in like an entire episode, yeah. and they're For, gonna in about forty eight minutes. Yeah. The uh, central figure that's gonna be used to frame the whole thing mm. is Bernard. Bernard, okay. Oh, okay. okay, I'm I'm in for that. I want to see that. I I don't know. I feel like our next episode because they have to cram so much from the Taylor section and what they did for those 48 days. It could be a terrible episode because yeah. they're just gonna try and jam a whole season's worth of shit for those people. Yeah. No, I, I assume that it's gonna be Anna Lucia all throwing people into the pit the whole <laughs> yeah. time, killing Goodwin and all that yeah. good stuff. All right. What if that's the only exciting thing that happens? So it's like. 47 days of uh, <laughs> just sitting around eating fish. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they, <laughs> they're doing okay. And all of a sudden, it's done. Yeah. 
But uh, come back next week, and uh, we'll figure it all out, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost.